All right, this is Bishop Bowser, and we are coming live to you on Facebook and on our podcast. This is uh, Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser, and this is uh, the Shafat Outreach Podcast. And uh, we thank the Lord for each and every one of you that's about to come on and check us out as we are um, going live here. And uh, I, I have a guest, I have a distinguished guest on the show today. Uh, one of my longtime friends, go <laughs> we go way back, amen. And and you know, um, uh, he has a unique story and, and a very powerful story they want to share with us. And um, so, one of the things that I want everyone to do, those of you that are tuning in right now, uh, share this live feed with somebody right here, right now, because everyone need to listen to this. If you have some youngsters, uh, some young men, young women that uh, is caught up in that lifestyle, could get caught up in the lifestyle of gangs and violence and drugs and all that, uh, why don't you go and uh, get them and tag them or bring them on in so that they can listen and be a part of this podcast because it's very important uh, so that we get a message out to our young people today so that they can know that the dangers of getting caught up in these kind of lifestyles because uh, my, my good friend here, uh, Cuckoo, who we call Abra. Uh, Magnet. We always called each other by street names or nicknames, <laughs> you know? yeah. and unless we did time together or something or went to school together, probably didn't even know folks' real names and things like that, and so on. So, um, uh, but we thank we we thanking God for that. So right now, all of you that are coming on, we're gonna get a give a minute for you to come on and uh, share this live feed, tag some folks, invite some people to come on in and join us. Uh, in this discussion that we're going to have today because we just want to hear uh, Cuckoo's story, amen, about uh, what he's been through, you know, and, and we're going to go way back and then come on up to the future uh, so that he can, he'll, he want to share some knowledge and information, some things with us and so on. So we most definitely thank each and every one of you for coming on and being a part of this show. Uh, once again, this is a Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser and it's the Shafat Outreach podcast uh shafat stands for defend and the word uh, means defend it comes from a hebrew word which means defend but it means defend from the perspective of defending the home the the poor defending the widows defending the powerless defending uh those that are being oppressed right and step in and help them and so that's what this uh our ministry is all about stepping in and 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 being that advocate and being that individual to to be a voice for people and so that's what we're trying to do and step in here and do this and so we thank you all for tuning in and as you tune in uh, continue to share this live feed with others so others can come on and in and check us out too because this is going to be a good one like we we've, we've been having some good ones the past few weeks you know what we had a uh, co-al we have alvin Hayes, we had lavert and now we have cuckoo and um you might say you've been biased you bringing in all your homeboys yeah <laughs> they got some stories to tell right and and so we we want you to hear these stories and of course anyone that wants to come on and and share their story uh and, and we know you know like uh, uh most of us you know we've been through that lifestyle and, and we know if you've been through that you have something to share right so i i want to thank you um uh brother uh Arbor and cookie cuckoo uh, uh, I call you Cuckoo, but but I know yeah. your real name. We want people to know you, Aubra McNeely, and um, uh, we go a long way back and uh, all the way back into the '70s and going into the '80s and things like that. And um, we really, you know, uh, we lived that life that 
a lot of folks is talking about today. And um, one of the things I always share it with people is that, you know, if you were born after or you got into this lifestyle after 92, you didn't see it like we saw it. Because after right. 92, violence kind of peaked and started going down ever since. And ever since then, it, it'll go up a little bit, but it never reached the peak of where it was in 90, in 92. So from the 70s to the 80s, it just kept escalating, escalating, escalating. And so we didn't realize it at the time when we were caught up in that lifestyle. But we, re, but we, um, uh, uh, we were going through it and we was experiencing and suffering that trauma. And then, you know, unfortunately, a lot of my homeboys... Uh, like yourself, Cuckoo, got sent up, sent to prison, and uh, did a long time. So we want to hear your story and, and for you to, to, to uh, share some things with us. But, you know, take us back because I think people need to understand how we get to where we got to, right, and where we come from. And so just, right. you know, if you, if you can, start out with and, and how the Lord leads you, but most definitely let people know a little bit about you, you know, in your childhood, you know, where you grew up school you went to, and just a little, your background about your childhood, your family, or whatever way you feel the Lord want to lead you on that and sharing okay. uh, with us background. Go ahead, bro. Okay. Well, basically, uh, what? I'm going to turn 58. I grew up on the coast from day one. I went to Sermon Elementary from from kindergarten all the way up to the field. So this, I grew up on 25th and J. So a lot of people that's my age, they know that the community hospital they rebuild their parking lot. So they took all our houses oh. so they could build that parking lot. So that's what made it where when I was in the fifth, we moved to 32nd and Bancroft. Mm -hmm. But I was busing still to Sherman in the fifth grade. Okay. So then eventually in the sixth grade, my mom put me in Logan. So now, and at the time, all of us, mostly all coasters grew up playing sports, mm -hmm. and especially at that age down at that age. So my mother had me in all these little sports. So I'm going to Logan. And from Logan, I went to, now I know you can know this. Mm -hmm. They wanted to come to the coast and bus us all to Merlin's, uh, I went. I mean, Merlin's Junior High School. Exactly. <laughs> I went, we, yeah. all, we, all, we all went in the seventh grade, mm -hmm. right? They bust all of us. It seemed like they bust the whole West Coast, actually. <laughs> so then, to me, that's when a lot of trouble happened, too, mm -hmm. because... We didn't grow up seeing white people. Mm -hmm. So when we went to this white school, we started noticing that a lot of them had a lot of shit that we didn't have. Right. So we was going down the street, taking skateboards out the store, doing all that shit just to ride in the school like them. <laughs> we was busting lockers. Mm -hmm. I think about... I, I, think, I remember that part. <laughs> I, yeah. I think about... I say out of the whole... Four buses of us, I think two buses of us got kicked out in that the seventh one. grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So Wait, then from two. there, <laughs> yeah, and then from there, uh, I went to Persian Junior High School, mm -hmm. which was basically another white school. Wow. But the mm -hmm. only difference from Merlins and Persians, uh, the white kids will fight you back. I gotcha. You know what I mean? So I didn't last long there neither. <laughs> so then I went to Memorial. Mm -hmm. But now, don't forget, I'm still trying to do what my mother asked me to do with the playing the sports type stuff. Right. You know what I mean? But now I'm seeing coasters, OG coasters mm -hmm. all at Memorial Park. Mm -hmm. Now, some of that stuff, being young, that's some of the stuff that I want. Right. Even though I'm doing all the stuff that I'm supposed to do for my family, mm -hmm. but, you know, my friends that go to Logan and Memorial, we seeing all this. Mm -hmm. 
So we basically want that same stuff. Yeah. So then I start noticing that I'm hanging out. We all hanging out. You know what I mean? You know that. We yep. sleep in the park some nights just chilling, right? Yep. But I say like the, even from Maryland, I start going to juvenile hall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, doing crime, you know, we the, we was known basically back then as strong arm robbers on okay. the coast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we yeah. really didn't want to carry no guns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we was just beating up people, taking their money. We'll go down there to 32nd Street Naval Base and yeah. all this other stuff. So I started going to Juvenile Hall a lot. So I ended up going to, uh, what was they called that? Rancho Del Campo. Uh-huh. I went to Campo twice. <laughs> then I went to uh, West Fork. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to get a little older. I'm starting to be a teenager and stuff. And I'm still, you know, with the gang banging stuff. You know what I mean? Then from West Fork. I, I forgot about West Fork. Yeah, that, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. West, yeah, West Fork was uh, a camp that held uh, 30 juveniles and 30 adults. Yeah, you was a little bit older at West Fork or you were kind of exhausted no, I was, the camp. Uh, no, I was, uh, no, no, it holds 30 juveniles and 30 adults. I was, uh, what, 15 in yeah. West Fork. Okay. You know what I mean? So, uh, anyway... And then I had got out of Westport and uh, ended up catching some uh, some more robberies right when I got out. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Y.A. They gave me seven years in Y.A. Okay. I did, what, five years and four months because I was messing up some. Uh-huh. But then, uh, I, see, when I tell this story, I'm going to tell it how the growth was happening, even though right. I wasn't even listening to the growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So once I was in Y.A. and did all that time, and it was like I said, five years and four months. You know, you be with the fellas, so you're you're in a uh, 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 an atmosphere where it's Crips and Bloods from all over California. Right. So, you know, San Diego basically didn't nobody like motherfuckers from San Diego. Excuse my language, mm-hmm. but didn't nobody really like us, uh-huh. right? So I'm talking about they didn't like the Crips, they didn't like the Bloods. You know what I mean? So when funk happened, it's all of us together anyway. Gotcha. So then I start then I start thinking like, damn. We enemies like mug on the streets, mm-hmm. but when we in here, we cool. But I still didn't listen because you know, once I got out, it was still the same stuff. We'd see each other because you know everybody didn't like the coast right. for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anywhere we go, people calling us out, so we fighting. So basically, we was always known to fist fight anybody, mm-hmm. right? So then we, you know, we used to go to uh, Ocean View Park. Mm-hmm. Now the funny thing, I was just thinking about this the other day. We used to go to Ocean View Park. There's no neighborhood like us, and we'll march in twos all the way to the party, all the way to the park. And then at the same time, we're yelling out some West Coast stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So basically, we was like an army and didn't even know. Yep. And then we was only going there to start trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then here we go screaming down the street. So I'm trying to say this. When I was young, my belief system was grab what you can. Mm-hmm. Sell what you can, get right. high of what you can. Right. You know what I mean. So, all that turned into just irresponsible thinking. You know, yeah. and uh, I had went to prison. I had when I got out of Y. I forgot to say this. I got out of Y. and went to prison twenty eight days. Well, got sentenced to prison like maybe a couple months later. But I had went to jail twenty eight days mm-hmm. after being out. Mm-hmm. How old? Were I had you? went to. Huh? How old were you when you? When I was you were... nineteen okay. when I got out of Y. Okay. And my brother, now a lot of y'all know my brother John, he rest yeah. in peace now. Yeah. He had did some stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I got out and when the police seen me, 
they had, I guess, the victim with them, and they said it was me. Wow. You know, because a lot of people was getting me and John mixed up for some reason. Uh-huh. But I wasn't going to tell on my bro or nothing. Right. So I ended up going to prison. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I got out. I got out. What? They gave me two years. I was 19. Mm-hmm. I got out at 20, almost 21. Okay. So when I got out, this is when it was heavily with the, the selling the cocaine, yeah. doing this, and then being who we are. We had some of the fellas that look out for us when we get out right. just for we, you know, to them giving us this, these drugs is a way of saying we love you, homie. Go on and come up on your own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you basically getting shoved out there to the wolves. That's right. So once I did that, but being who I was, I'm still wearing blue rags. Everybody know we going wherever we want to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Drug dealers, uh, bloods, crips. You know, you a man, you're going to go wherever you want to go. Right. So if you've got your colors, other stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, I got out. My mind is still uh, uh, tripping on a lot of stuff as far as growth concerned, but I still found myself not an independent thinker. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I'm still, you know, with the pack mentality and all this type of stuff. Right. So I'm not going to talk about my whole case, but I will say this. Somebody came and killed a, a person in our neighborhood that used to walk with a limp that we used to call OG. And only at that time, he was probably only like 27, okay. 25 years old. Mm-hmm. But he was like way older to, than to us. Okay. You know what I mean? So when they had downed him, I was kind of upset. So I ended up doing this irresponsible stuff that I did mm-hmm. and took a life. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I did that, I actually turned myself in. Okay. Were they looking for you? Know you know what I mean? Yeah, they was looking for me. They was uh, pulling guns on my mom and all that. You know, I had them uh, nieces and nephews, so, you know, I was fearing for them. And then at the time, I was married, too. So they was uh, running up in that bra's mama's house. You know what I mean? How so I ended up turning myself. I was uh, 21. Okay. Right when I got to see, because now, now I'm only out 58 days. Right. You know what I mean? You know, from the last uh, prison stunt. Right. So and what I year was that? In, that was in uh eighty six. Okay. The end of eighty six. Okay. So man, so you anyway. you actually got caught up like two years after I got in church. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. But see, you was already you yeah. was already you know see I see I'm gonna have to say this I remember <laughs> your last time getting in trouble because we all was together you know what I mean and, and and I'm just gonna say this when we was walking down Imperial and we bust all them windows out you went to jail <laughs> we didn't though but after that. You know, you 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 who you are today, mm-hmm. right? Amen. And Amen. and I talk, I tell a lot of people about you too. But uh-huh. see, what I tell them is that some of us mature faster than others, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. a lot of us that were still into going to jail, still into gang banging, but we had fellas that stopped. Yeah. yeah. So to me, they matured faster than us. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to the uh, original thing. So. I end up being sentenced to 15 years to life. Now, now with with the the homicide, was it did you shoot somebody, stab somebody, beat yeah, somebody yeah, down, or something? Somebody, like? yeah, was I, over I, in the I coast or gang related? No. Yeah, okay. basically yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, so anyway, they end up sentencing me. First, they tried to give me the death penalty. Wow. Then they tried to get me to take a deal for uh, 65 to life. Man. But I end up with 15 to life. How did, did right? you plead or you you? Yeah, I end up pleading for 15 okay. to life. No, I end up pleading. Right. Okay. And I could tell a lot of people about that. I learned a lot about that. Uh-huh. You know share, what I mean? share it on with that you. pleading thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, uh, so I took a plea for 15 to life with the understanding that I'll probably be out in 10 years. Exactly. 
Right. Exactly. So I go to, I, I, I'm in prison. So, you know, everybody know when you first go to prison, you're getting a mess. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm getting a mess. Then I'm stop, not getting a mess and then all that. So I go to my first board here. So when I go to my first born here, now I'm an inner city kind of guy. So if mm-hmm. I'm in a room with a panel of white people, I'm nervous right. as hell. Right. And right. then not only that, they're talking about every bad thing that you ever did in your life. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now, now don't forget, I went in at 21, but I had an extensive juvenile record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by me having an extensive juvenile record, they just constantly harped on my juvenile stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing was that some juveniles, they say they start off shoplifting, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, snatching purses. But in my case, they said I started with violence from the beginning. You know, the, the uh, strong arm robberies, right. the assaults, you know, even when they co- used to come to Oceanview Park and pick some of us up, mm-hmm. you know, all the gang fight stuff. So it was like I'm, I was into violence from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they was denying me. Now, bro, I was getting denied years and years and years. How old were but you? I still, how many years I still before you went to your first parole? Not to interrupt you, but how, how, how old were, I should say how old, how many years it's were 10 you years. You go, 10 you years. Go, you go 10 years after you win. Okay, got you. You know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, so, I, you know, I go to the first board, they telling me all kind of stuff. So, you know, they telling the person to get in the AA, in a, they telling you all these scripts and stuff to get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like back then, like, fuck that shit. This West Coast, they ain't never let me out type shit. Mm-hmm. All this type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse my language when mm-hmm. I be saying cuss words too. Yeah, feel but, free to speak. And yeah, so I'm constantly going to board. But now I'm constantly going to board and I'm thinking that I'm saying the right stuff. Because they talking about inside. They talking about this. So I'm thinking I'm saying the right stuff, but they always hit me back with, oh, uh, Mr. McNeely, you still a threat to society. So mm-hmm. we deny you. Right? Mm-hmm. So now that messed up with my hope thing. Gotcha. With me hoping that I get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I start thinking that they never going to let me out. Mm-hmm. Then I start seeing cats going home. But now I'm on my fifth and sixth board hearings. Wow. You know, and we, and we talking about these is like years apart gotcha. type stuff. Right? Yeah. So... And then I got to say this, I'll end up being transferred to Donovan, mm-hmm. right? I forgot to put that on there. So when I get transferred to Donovan prison, finally, because I had went from New Folsom, Old Folsom, Corcoran to Donovan. When I got to Donovan, Is there like noise? a noise? I hear some, some background noise. Is it? Yeah, you probably do because of my girl in there cooking and stuff. Oh, okay. But, okay. Uh, Sound like but, a uh, fan uh, or something. Oh, no, you might hear uh, cars and stuff because, you know, you know, we live like right on the corner. Let me see here. Yeah, that's in here somewhere. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, uh, so when I get to Donovan, it was like a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's like San Diego everywhere. Right. You know I mean, I just came from yards where it might be one or two or three of us. Right. So I go down there, it's like 30, 40 people from every neighborhood. Man. You know what I mean? You, people you grew up with. And then I start thinking like, man, this might be a bad idea. <laughs> right? So uh, they end up sending me to a building with nothing but fellas. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? So what I do have to say is that I think I was the first one of the fellas there that had life. Uh huh. So the homie Rick, right? Ricky Weaver. Okay. He immediately, yeah, he immediately pulled me to the side. He was like, "Hey, Cuckoo man, you know, homie, you need to start getting in these grooves. You need to start doing this." You know what I mean? I'm like, "Homie, I ain't finna do all that shit, man. They ain't about let me out." He's like, "Homie, come on." But he was signing my name. 
in groups and shit <laughs> without me even doing it. I get a ducket. But anyway, I start going to these groups. But now, being that I want to, I'm not one of them, as you would say, pupils or students that'll sit in the class and just don't say nothing. Right. I gotta raise my hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, so I'm actually getting stuff, certain stuff out of these groups. Mm-hmm. Then, this is when I start really realizing that I, I was becoming an individual thinker. Okay. Right. Because now we're talking about the cripping blood stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So it's bloods and stuff that I've been doing time with. It's bloods that I'm seeing all the time. Right. So me being a person that damn near been incarcerated his whole life, mm-hmm. with more than his his life, his whole life, these dudes is cool just like my own people from the coast. Right. But I wasn't liking them. Mm-hmm. I was I was hating them dudes because I'm from the coast. Right. They from the nine. Mm-hmm. They from Central City. Mm-hmm. They from Lincoln. But mm-hmm. not not really, really introducing myself or even talking to these cats. Mm-hmm. Right. But now in prison, we talk because you know everybody hang together basically from day go. Okay. So we talking, and I'm starting to realize, you know what, man, these dudes ain't no more different than me. Right. Right. So then that's when I that's when I pushed that gang shit to the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was over with. How were you, you know then? Because I mean? now, uh, shit, I was shit. That was in '91. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, 91, 92. Okay. So, so I pushed the gang stuff to the side and start telling fellas. Some of the fellas, younger fellas probably could tell you too. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get them to stop loking, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, first I was saying you loking, nigga, that's some Mexican shit. <laughs> that type of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to be an independent thinker. Because if you're not an independent thinker, you'll find yourself in a lot of trouble. That's right. Jail. That's right. You know what I mean? And then them same concepts you should use out here. That's what I'm going to say. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you can't let people think for you. And that's, that's what right. I used to do. That's, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of gangbangers did. Exactly. You know what I mean? You might have one homie that's a little downer than you and say, let's go over here. And then, bam, we over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that means that I don't let this cat just make a decision for me, think for me, and all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So I was constantly going to board all the time. Then... On my eighth board here, I went. And that was in, what, I, I paroled in 2018. You know what I mean? That was in so 2017. Was in 2017, I went to board. That was my eighth here. And the panel denied me. Right? And one of the reasons they said they denied me because I wouldn't tell them the 12 steps of AA. So Did you know them or you just didn't want to tell them? No, no, I knew them. I knew them. But that's what I was going to say. My smart aleck. Uh, how can kind of ego was telling them, I don't have to tell you that. You're not mm-hmm. part of our group. Mm-hmm. It's, it's AA or it's NA. Mm-hmm. So they what ended up happening. So they do- denied me three years. Wow. But then I say, that was already my 31st year in prison. Okay. Too. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, I'm really like, these, they ain't gonna let me out. Mm-hmm. I got 15 in life. You got me doing. I'm already on 31 years. Mm-hmm. So, so this was getting three, close then. Okay. Yeah. This this was in uh, uh like I said this was in 2017. Okay. That they hit me with that three year denial. Gotcha. But four months later, they sent me a paper stating that they was taking me back to board in four months. Ooh. Said that that uh how did they put it? Basically, no circumstances changed from the last times that I've been to board. Mm-hmm. So they had to find basically a better reason to deny me parole. Oh, the excuses that they were giving weren't justified for keeping you. Right. Because, okay. you know, to be saying I'm still a, 
a, a danger to society. I'm still a risk, but my How? prison yeah. program shows different. Right, right. So I went back early. But now right. before, you know, before you go to board, you always see a site. Mm-hmm. So when I seen the site, he was basically telling me about the AA stuff. Mm-hmm. So then he said, did you know it? So I told him the steps and whatnot. He said, man, just say that, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, that's what they, uh, uh, mad at you about. So, okay. So when I go, instead of saying the steps, what I did was you got to talk about insight. Mm-hmm. Right. So I started off from the first crime that I ever committed all the way up to the committing offense. Uh-huh. Right. So I basically was trying to let them know how my belief system was then mm-hmm. and how my belief system is now. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I did was I, I connected the steps uh-huh. with a lot of my, with a lot of my change in thinking. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So then at the end, the DA was like, well, uh, just say if we was to parole Mr. McNeely and he paroled back to San Diego, he has family. You know what I mean? He has brothers. He has numerous cases with his brother, John. Mm-hmm. What this lady don't know, bro, is that my brother died right. just two days before I'm in the board. Bro. Wow. It happened around that time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so now the panel don't even know. Cause you know, my brother John had moved to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So California really don't know, you know, and he died in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the, the, uh, the, Commissioners wanted me to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, bro, what I did was I said, uh, Commissioner, I said, I didn't come here today to talk about my family. I came here today to talk about the victim. I said his name, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and my change. I said, but since the uh, the DA would like to know, I said my brother passed away two days ago, and I wasn't even going to come in here and wow. say that. Wow. And then the commissioner looked at me. She said, you really wasn't going to say anything? I said, no. I said, because I came here today to talk about the victim. Right. Right. Of my crime. Right. So she re- she recessed on me for like 15 minutes, go back in there. Right. So now the DA is back trying to say stuff. Mm-hmm. Back when I was 15, 16, 12, 11, mm-hmm. this gang stuff. So the commissioner stopped her right there. Mm-hmm. She said, y'all can't use no more gang stuff on this man. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't use his past crimes on him no more. He's been here for 32, 32 years, right? So then they start talking about all the stuff I was doing, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, they paroled me. They said the only they when they paroled me, bro. I only I didn't even have a reaction because, <laughs> like I said, I was already thinking that they wasn't gonna never let me out, mm-hmm. right? So when they did parole me, when they did find me suitable, it didn't dawn on me mm-hmm. until the commissioner said, "Mr. McNeely," and I looked. And she said, you finally get to go. You should have been gone the last time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? So she said, we want you to know you're going to have some conditions. You can't parole to Los Angeles. You can't parole to San Diego. Wow. Right? Due to the little gang stuff still. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really care because right. they could have exactly. paroled me to 10 bucks too. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so anyway, you've got to wait 150 days. That's the amount of time you wait to see if the governor is going to take your day. Mm-hmm. I'm at 158 days mm-hmm. and I'm thinking he done took my day. Mm-hmm. But what the problem was is that they was going to send me to Sacramento, mm-hmm. but they ended up sending me to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, okay. so they 
took me to a city that I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. It could be Timbuktu. That's right. You know what I mean? So I go into a transitional house. I say the fourth day, I had a job. Right. Amen. And then I've been working there. You know, right now, I still work there. Mm-hmm. You know what Amen. I mean? Three years. But, yeah, but see, that was a blessing, too, that I came to San Francisco, didn't know nobody. You know what I mean? So I went in jail as an irresponsible person. They dropped me off in the city as your ass better be responsible or you're going to go back. <laughs> so I had to make sure I lined up all my ducks, right? Right. But I can't go see my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to talk about this, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my mom's birthday was coming up like a couple of months after I was out. Mm-hmm. So I tried to get the parole board to let me go. Right. But they didn't let me go. Mm-hmm. They talking about, oh, you might be able to go to the next one. It wasn't no next one. Right, right, You right. know what I'm saying? It right. wasn't no next one. So my mom never got, got to see me actually out. Okay, she knew you, you know though, I mean? but didn't get to see That shit was killing me. Yeah. Right, so... So, you know, my mother, man, she was way in Los Angeles, man, in a hospital that, with God's grace, lucky that I was working and saving all my money when I got out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I had to get her body from uh, Los Angeles. I had to call some of the fellas, mm-hmm. right, to find me a morgue and stuff out there, mm-hmm. right? So I paid for that. My mom went out there, yeah. right? Yeah. But now they want me to sign paperwork and all that, and don't forget I can't go to San Diego. Right. So I'm talking to the parole every day, bro, every day. Mm-hmm. To the point now that I'm telling my parole officer, I got to go sign the paperwork. If you don't let me go, I'm gone. <laughs> she like, she like, hey, Arbor, man, you're doing too good. I'm, I'm just letting you know. Right, this is my gone. mom, yeah. Exactly. Y'all already didn't mm-hmm. let me see her shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they allowed me to go down there for eight days. That's when I seen all y'all. Yeah. Then plus y'all was helping me too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and... uh. It was messed up to me, man. I'm still, then, yeah. that's still bitter to me right yeah. now, right? But at least he know now, because my brother ain't never seen me as a non-criminal. Right, right. Bro, I'm a, I'm most definitely a non-criminal. Amen, amen. You know what I'm saying? So I know she could see that, mm-hmm. you know? And what I want to tell people about that gang stuff, especially the younger people, because right. the older cats, the cats our age, even the cats that's a little younger than us, yeah, they, they already know. know. Yeah, they already know. Yeah, come it's on, the bro. the youngsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, yeah, it's yeah. the youngsters we need to talk about because mm-hmm. we didn't already be we didn't already been followers and other little shit. You know what I mean? And now now we're old enough to be independent thinkers again. That's right. Even the, like I said, even the cast our little homies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, but now we talking about our little homies, little homies. Mm-hmm. Right. See, right. You know what I'm saying? Them is the cats <laughs> that need to realize that, homie, you going over there or you fist fight niggas you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Just like for them. Yeah. The bloods. Yeah. Yeah. You done grew up hating a motherfucker on this side mm-hmm. that you ain't never met. Mm-hmm. And half of us is related. Yeah. And fighting over stuff that somebody started 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years Bingo. ago. You know? You know, but see, my thing is this. We out here fighting, shooting, killing. Motherfucker kill somebody. Next thing you know what your family said, hey, your cousin over here got killed. Yep. But you ain't saying nothing because you know your dumb ass just did that shooting. Yep. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So this is why I'm trying to that say happens. it's it's really not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you could be this uh this badass rip or a motherfucker that think you a shot caller, crib blood or whatever. But when you come to prison, homie, you're gonna kick it with the same cats. Look at that. Yeah. The same cats. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So why is you even tripping that shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But see, that goes for a lot of us that's older. 
See, the younger ones, you know, they go in banged out because we all did that. Right, right. But what I'm trying to say is this. Eventually, bro, you're going to realize that he was just as cool as the homie. Mm-hmm. This cat is just like Wookie Wham. Right. Whatever, you're going to see all type of resemblance. You're going to see all type of coolness. Come on, bro. You know what I mean? And then, <clears throat> for me, I can only talk for me. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of a lot of them cats in jail. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them cats is like my brother. Right. There's no way in hell that I uh, sweat any of them or mm-hmm. even let somebody sweat one of them. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because wife, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. We all grew up together. Yep. You know what I mean? And then, you know, like when we went to juvenile hall, I mean, when we went to junior high school, Majority of yep, five, especially Central five City nine. Five nine, yep. Yeah, we we all, I mean that was even before they even turned five yep. nine. And we summer jobs, we worked together on our hey, summer jobs and that. the whole shebang. All that, but then you know, go across thirty fifth, we fight. Yeah, but you know the thing See, but, that I I used to always say is that at least for me, in, in my experience, because of what you just said, you know, like with with like especially like with um, uh, Central City, then five and five nine. But, you know, especially with the five nine is that we all went to school together, Memorial. Right. And so yeah. and then when we had those summer jobs, we worked summer jobs together. Right. And then, yeah. you know, Reggie, right there, the Memorial, program. you know, a lot of them came over and played at Memorial Park baseball. Right. So we we knew each other real good, you know, before the bang and then when the banging stuff started. And one of the things I used to always say is like, especially with Five Nine, I didn't really have no issue. We were all cool. Really, well, I got into it because of the homies. Homies see, that, see, get, get dragging you, drag me into stuff. You know. See, that's why I'm saying not to cut you off. Yeah, no, go ahead. That's where that's where the following come in. That, exactly. That is that is exactly where the following. Yeah. I, I don't care what nobody say. You with five or six of your homies. Yep. Out of the five or six homies, four of them really don't want to do shit. Mm-hmm. I know but that's they don't right. know how to tell their homie, like, hey, homie, come on, man. It ain't worth it. They just go. That's right. Come on. You a follower. That's right. You know that's what I mean? Right. If you can't sit up and tell your homie that, hey, man, I'm not doing that. You know, and then, like, another thing I used to tell people, separate homies from friends. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because that's right. a friend, you know what I mean? A friend is not going to see you in trouble. That's right. A friend is a friend is gonna help you when you fall down. They are gonna pick you up. Mm-hmm. Homies and shit get people in trouble. That's right. That's right. That's like a lot of the coasters and shit that I still talk to today. Mm-hmm. Oh, you my homie and, and my friend for mm-hmm. sure. That. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta re- we gotta know the difference. You Independent know I mean? thinkers, you know, be able to think for yourself and know exactly um, uh, to make the right decisions at the right time. And stuff, and and I'm glad you brought that up because I never looked at it like that when you talk about um, getting into stuff that you know, man, I'm cool with these dudes, man, I know them, you know. Then you you're fighting them or whatever's happening. Then you got to yeah. deal with them when you see when it's just you and them. You got to see them and talk it out or have it have uh, have a fight again or whatever. <laughs> but one of the things that I realized is is that you know, if you allow people, if you allow other people to make decisions for you all the time, it's most definitely going to drag you into the gutter. And, and right. um, you know, you, you got to be able to be an independent thinker to think for yourself. And, you know, it gets to it. And your true friends are going to respect your decisions that you make. If you say, no, nah, I'm not going, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to do that. You know, I want to kick it or whatever. They'll respect that. Right. You know, instead of calling you a punk, yeah. you don't have no heart and all this, all these other type of things to try to pump you up or at least make you feel bad because you don't want to be a part of something. That's what's happening today with a lot of these youngsters. And what else is happening with the youngsters today 
is like you were saying, our our young homies and maybe their young homies are talking to these other little young homies. So it's like a fourth and fifth down, but those that that's a layer right above mm -hmm. them, generation right above them, are going and and trying to incite stuff and and putting guns in their hand and and trying to encourage them and trying to tell them what to do. And someone told me once that if some of these guys are doing this, when the, they not they weren't even real ones when when it was their time to bang, right? So you yeah. got folks that that think they oh Jesus trying to get these youngsters to get caught up into something. And, and they weren't even do, uh, putting in no work when they were out there in the street. But now right. trying to make it seem like they're the real ones. And yeah. so on. See, see I, ha I, I also have a problem with that, too. Yeah. See, and then I'm just going to talk about over there in the coast. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. All of us grew up together. Thank you. These little, these little homies that we talking about right now, them is our homies' grandsons. Exactly. Our homies sons and shit, right? So now, I will say this. Our generation, majority of us was in and out of jail. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't really guide our young homies. Right. So our young homies is this was going off of the reputations that they heard or they other homies. So they just keeping the set alive and still doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But out of a hundred homies, it's only 95% of them ain't doing nothing. Right. It's that 5% that's making your neighborhood relevant. That's right. 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 Small percentage. And exactly. It's a small percentage, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And to me, like I said, us, we couldn't guide our homies, our mm -hmm. younger homies, mm -hmm. because we was too much into it. And I could see that still happening because of the, the generations going down. But I think what it's going to take is a young homie that's already young to change his whole way of, of thinking and get his homies that's following him. That's right. Get his little crew that's, that's right. following him and get at them. Hey, man, let's change it. That's why that rap thing to me was good. Mm-hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it allowed a lot of them to get a lot of their stuff off on that wax or whatever they want right. to call it. But it's the younger ones that got to help the younger. And I think they got to get because, that message. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cool. Cool. No, because I don't. I don't. To me, it's like, just say we all up go to a park or something. It's hard for them to listen to us because they don't know us. Exactly. Ooh, get on out of here, you old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because see, we ain't even OGs. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We ain't even OGs. We just. High. Elders, we, like we should be elders. Yeah, the elders, yeah. So, yeah. So, they why they gonna listen to us? Never mm -hmm. heard of us. Don't know nothing about us, right? Mm -hmm. So, we need the people on the platform that's young. Thank you, thank you. You know what I mean? That's already out there. Even even the real soldiers that's out there, because everybody don't really know who the real soldiers. That's is. right. That's you know right. what I'm saying. That's so, right. but the real soldiers need to be the soldiers that come up to that platform. And change their home. And I hope they, uh, they uh, folks here, we can get this message out. And those that are on uh, will also um, go and share this, right? Because one of the things, and I was talking with Levert about this, one of the thing, one of the, the issues that I see, you know, especially dealing with this, because you do try to get the the, the, the homies that are, that either just got getting their lives together and so on, and not in that game anymore, but still connected with all the youngsters and so on. So, you know, you try to get them to talk to their homies, and I've seen this many times, right, is that they're afraid because they think they're going to lose credibility by trying to talk them down and trying to, like, coach them another way in a positive direction, right, versus, you know, especially if they upset and angry, want to put in work and things like that. And you're like, hey, man, you know, uh, see if you can talk to your homie, man, blah, blah, blah. And 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 then it was nah man I you know I don't feel comfortable doing that or you know I'm a, you know they worried about their credibility rep or whatever they have they want to maintain it. I don't know why what they think 
that's going to get them uh, that credibility, whatever they call it, they have. And I think the best thing, if you love somebody, is throw them a lifeline. You don't want to see somebody you love go to prison the rest of their life. You don't want to see someone you love die in the streets or be maimed or, or whatever it is, you know. So, But that's we got to figure out a way to get that message to them to where that when they have changed or when they see that positive direction, that they can throw lifelines to their homies and, and reach out to their homies. Now, when I got in church, I did try to go back. Uh, I had uh, Alvin on uh, one time, and and um, uh, but uh, and when he was in prison, he used to call him. We talked about it, and I shared when I said, man, I remember one time I tried to come to you. You was always ready to fight me, <laughs> you know, because they didn't want to hear about God, you know. And Lil yeah. Monk, too, my homeboy Lil Monk. I remember one time, saw him on the set, man. I, soon he saw me come. I'm telling you now, Corn, I don't want to hear it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, you know, we get that, and I talk to other some brothers in church and different things. And they have home. They have homies that give them pushback on that, and maybe that's what they're afraid of. You know, looking at a different light. But uh, the thing that I found out, and even research, you know, data has proven this, is that yes, they're going to resist, but keep coming back, keep going yeah. back, keep talking, keep showing you love them, keep showing you care, keep on pushing, and eventually you're going to reach them because nobody ain't going to respond the first time. But you're sowing seeds. And they're thinking about it, right? They're thinking about it. They already probably been thinking about you, you know, that you changed your life and everything, how you did it. But they got to play this role on the streets. And so when they see you coming, yes, they're going to give some pushback. And so especially when you really, when it seems like you're cramping their lifestyle and what they're doing and so on. But if if they keep on pushing and keep on pushing. But I wish, I, 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 I'm hoping that some kind of way we can raise up some young men that come out of that lifestyle that and, and get them to understand and train and condition it in mind to where that, no, you got to go back and don't give up. If you truly love these brothers and sisters, you will keep doing it just like you were banging, putting your life on the line or taking a risk like you did to go to prison yeah. almost for the rest of your life. Just like you're doing that, take that risk here too. And don't be afraid uh, of how you're going to look by trying to talk people down. Man, one thing that I'll say is this, man. And this is and this is actually for those who are out there doing what they do. You know what I mean? Do what you do. I ain't, I ain't stopping you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't want you to do your do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, ask yourself, can you sit down with a victim's mother? Amen. Can you just sit down and talk to that mother? You know what I mean? And then tell me if you want to do some shit like that. And then be honest with yourself. Yeah, and let me, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me, because I, I see, uh, I don't know if she's still on, but I see Tracy Swafford on. And I, I, I know it says she was watching, but I know some people come in and come out. But I, 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 I if if Tracy, if you're still on, uh, uh, hit, uh, say yes in the box, because when you talk about uh, uh, sitting down and talking with a victim's mom, she's actually a victim, right? She lost her son, right? Uh, daughter, I'm yeah. sorry. She lost her daughter, right? And so... Um, uh, and, and, and to be able to sit down with it, and, you know, we got these we got a group out here called Mothers with a Message and uh, all of them lost their their children. Right. To violence. And and one unique story of, of two mothers with a message is, is that the uh, the two moms were together. But one one son killed, I think, the daughter. And um, and so the one that went to prison ended up getting killed, too. But then the two moms end up working together. Right. You know, doing yeah. things together. And but we but I think that is very important to do that. You know, when I was coming up, I didn't I didn't I didn't go to funerals, right? You know, even when the homies got killed and things like that, I didn't really go to funerals. And so when I when I got in church and, and when I went to uh, one of the first kind of like gang related homeless killings uh, funerals, uh, it was on the other side, 
and that really like kind of uh, shook me right because it, it let you know you see these people crying you see the uh, all the hurt the pain you're like that's what we were causing that's what we yeah. were doing you know but you got to have the right mind to be in the right conscious have a conscious to to understand that right you know because some folks come and shoot up the funeral but if you really in, uh, have a, uh, the right kind of mindset and you see that you realize that like look man this stuff is not worth it at all i'm telling yeah. you yeah no it's not man i could like i said the 32 years that i did i wish that on nobody Amen. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wish that on nobody. And I'm glad you don't. I wanted to ask you a question because I, I know, um, you know, we all, I know I did, and I didn't even go to prison, right? I did time in camp and all that and got saved at the age of 22. But um, and I know I had a lot of trauma that I was dealing with. Now, I, I know you've been through a lot, man, and you've seen a lot, you know, and, and even the things of, of being locked up and, and your brother got uh, uh, died. And then your mom, when you're getting out, your mom died, you know, and not being able to spend time with her. And then I know you've been through some trauma. I, and I want to ask you something. I know you've been stabbed. Have you ever been shot before? No, I haven't okay. been shot. I've been just shot at. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we all for sure get shot yeah. at. That's, yeah, yeah, that's great. But uh, even that, that stabbing, man, because I was there that night when you got stabbed, man, yeah. and, and that, that you got like yo yo. Stomach was yeah, like exactly. like open, man, exactly. and so yeah, exactly. and so so. I mean, I know you've suffered trauma with that. Are you? Well, I should say, are you suffering any trauma with that? And you want to share anything with us about that? No, nah, not. I'm not. <clears throat> I would say no, but I would say that you know I think about that stuff too because mm -hmm. you know that was a weird night that night. Oh yeah, that was Halloween night. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think about. 30 of us went to jail that same yep. night. Yeah. Because, you yep. know, they had me handcuffed at the hospital bed. Yeah. But uh, I think about it. And then when I used to, when I used to think about trauma, man, we done, we done all had so much trauma that we, the, the stuff is like normal. Mm -hmm. That we don't even look at it as trauma. Thank you. You Thank know what you. I'm saying? That was like, you know, like you said, uh, I got stabbed that night. Mm -hmm. But we out there having fun, doing stuff. But mm -hmm. now this stuff happened to me. So what I do, think about, oh, shit, we have fun or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. so I'm not really thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So trauma in, in southeast San Diego, so many youth is prone to trauma or so used to it that it ain't even trauma to them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So when we talking to somebody uh, as a psych or whatever, they looking at us like, damn, you hella strong. Mm-hmm. No, it ain't even have nothing to do with being strong. Mm -hmm. It had not. It had the not understanding of what really trauma was. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. You know Go ahead, though. You know what I mean? So you know this getting stabbed, this shooting people, this fighting people, all that shit is trauma to yourself that you cause it. That you just let it build up and build up and not even knowing. And then that's how you see some of the brothers is having heart attacks or tripping yeah. on self-medicating. Yeah. You know, exactly. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's because. What they call that? PSD? What they call that? Post-traumatic stress disorder? P uh, uh, Man, it, ain't a, it ain't a youth. It ain't a youth or uh, a person in their 60s and below that don't have that in San Diego. That's right. Especially if you grew up in the hood, you know. And they say yeah, youth that's what in I'm the saying. hood suffer from trauma more than uh, uh, the soldiers in, in wartime, right? Bingo. You know? you know what I mean? What it look like? You can't even go to a damn store with your mama mm -hmm. or your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You're right. You know I, mean? I remember. Now, I know, I know you remember this. We had a thing where we wasn't even going to sweat you if you was with your girl mm -hmm. or with your mama. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It was right. like, man, you know what I mean? Don't go to nobody's house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. You know, because you know everybody was fist fighting and stuff then, but don't go to their house. Right, right. Don't right. mess with them with their mama or their girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see now, they just they don't care. They just spraying everybody. That's right. Hey, I wanted. I know. Uh, the I was trying to see if anybody commented on the Facebook, and um, uh, looked like Curtis. Curtis Howard. Kurt Dog. Uh, from the oh, hood. Yeah, Kurt. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he said, what's up, Cuckoo? Welcome home. Tell us. Left, he said he left you in Soledad in 2008, and he had just been, uh, when you had just been denied parole then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let me see if anybody else is just responding. Uh, I don't think no one else. Uh, uh, let me see. I want to try to get the folks if uh, they're saying anything. Uh, Tanya said hi. That's my sister. Um, yeah, Tanya said hi. Yeah, uh, Carl said you was a good baseball player. <laughs> pitcher, pitcher, yeah, you good baseball pitcher. Michael, uh, Michael, uh, Mike is all crazy. Mike, uh, he said, uh, "That's what's up, bro. Give back all glory to God." And yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that yeah. And anybody have any comment or question? Want to ask uh, uh, Cuckoo? Just throw it in the chat right there in the comment section, and uh, we'll we'll try to get to that and so on. So yeah, so I, and I appreciate what you're saying about the trauma, man, because. Uh, that happened with me, right? You know, and like we didn't know what we, it was like normal. And the story I always share with folks is like, you know, when I, you know, when I got in church and then I um, I got involved with the union, became a union activist, and then I actually got a, a job as a business agent. And yeah. um, being a business agent, you represent people when they get fired from their jobs and things like that, along with a whole lot of other things. And um, I remember I was representing this woman, she got raped, right? And um, she got fired from a job because she was not able to perform well. She was coming to work late, sometimes missing because she was said she said I was suffering from PTSD, and that was the first time I ever heard that. And this was like maybe like six years, no, about uh, eight years after I was already in church, right? And um, yeah. and I'm like, what is that? You know, I didn't ask her. I didn't want to be embarrassed myself, so I just went and researched it and and looked it up. And when I started looking at all the symptoms and everything, I'm like. Man, that's I I got that. You know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, it, but before then, I thought everything was normal, right? I thought it was exactly. all normal. I thought this was just a normal way of life. I didn't like some of the stuff, you know, that I was uh, tripping, uh, going through. But but when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, this is not normal, right? And and so we have so many people. And what it does is, if we don't identify, address it, and get healed from it. It keeps us in that fight, flight, or freeze mode, right? So anytime, whether it's police or somebody or whatever, somebody stand at you funny, you you ready to, to get into because of your trauma. And so a lot of times it's our trauma that that causes us to do the things we do, right? When they come through and shooting at us, it's not, it, you know, of course we think about vengeance and all that, but we never thought about our trauma, right? I can yeah. either get out of this stuff or I'm gonna fight back. Uh, you go, you gonna yeah. face this because I'm I'm hurt. I'm in pain i'm i'm angry and everything else and somebody's going to pay and so you know it's it we got to address that also um among our people and in our communities is dealing with that trauma and so on and that is for sure let me see uh, oh we got killer shark Kevin luke is on he said love it keep it up keep the good work up the both of you amen uh thank you for that and so on so yeah so no but go ahead go ahead uh cuckoo anything that you want to share Oh, no, nah, man, I'm just, you know, shit, I'm just blessed, man. Glad that I'm out here, man. Amen, you know and, I mean? and I'm glad you... Just go, living like I'm supposed to live. Amen. And, you know, before, you know, I you know, used to be well, I used to be selfish from the perspective of, you know, because, well, you know, Daryl Ivey's out. I think he's up in L.A. Uh, so you have a yeah. lot of the homies 
that are getting out and stuff, but they're going to other places. And you're like, man, why you can't be in San Diego? But nah, that's, you know, let them be where they are so they can thrive yeah, sure. in, in a new environment and do exactly. their thing, you know, and, and live. So exactly. how are you doing up there? And how was oh, man, entering back into society, especially after 32 years, what was that like? Well, like I said, when I first got out, it was weird. Because if any of y'all been to San Francisco, they downtown is like a baby New York. Mm-hmm. It's so many people, man. <laughs> so, you know, to be honest with you, I found that my guard stayed up. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing everything, but it's just, I know I came from jail. I right. got to get used to this pedestrian type mm-hmm. deal where people walk in, you know, but like I said, I had got a job. Mm-hmm. So things have been a blessing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, all I do is like save my money and I'm a supervisor at my job, but I, what I do is homeless. Whoa, okay. Basically, I'm Amen. a supervisor at uh, uh, homeless shelters. Okay. And see, and see, we don't, we don't call our shelters homeless shelters. We call them navigation centers. Okay. Right. So what we do is they bring the people in, they homeless. But what we do is basically navigate them. Okay. You know, help them get they, help them get their uh, uh, drive, not they drive like, but their ID cards, their mm-hmm. birth certificates, or whatnot. So if they listen to the care managers, they'll get housing. Because you know, in San Francisco, uh, uh, the homeless uh, population is large, right. just like San Diego. Because the comp- the company that I work for now, mm-hmm. bro, I'm trying to get them to venture to San Diego. Got you, got you. Right, because if you know anything about Five Keys, they all about education, but they also about helping the people. Right, right. Because we right. got like about we got like about eighteen, I'm mean, about eight sites out here. Mm-hmm. But like I said, so we navigate them, help them, so they can get their own spot. Right. So you know, like I said, I'm. A supervisor That's there, good. which is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. The cost of living in San Francisco Ooh. is high. You know what I mean? And then another blessing, it might happen for me. Okay. I got to say this, too, before we trail off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got off with life parole. Okay. Right? But now they're talking about letting people off. Uh-huh. They're talking about the lifers the lifers that been out for three years. If they ain't had no contact with the police, you know, they showing that they, they got established bank accounts, established living, you know what I mean? They need to be off. Amen. Right? So my parole officer, she been getting at me, and uh, she just told me, uh, what, a couple of Saturdays ago, she said, yeah, on the 31st, because, you know, the 31st of January will be my three years. Okay. Right? Okay. So she said, once she get the paperwork for me, she going to put me up. See, the only thing is that all our stuff got to go to Sacramento, you know, which they still look at uh, past stuff. So, And when you say Sacramento, they, to the governor or to who? No, it goes to the, the board of prison terms okay, still. Okay, up there. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they okay it or whatnot. But, okay. But the grace of God, I get off mm-hmm. by next month. You know what I mean? Amen. I should be off by the end of next month. So hopefully, you know what I mean? You know, so, and it looks like good. Said, man, Everything's it, looking good. Oh, yeah. everything been Everything been good, man. Believe man. that, you know what I mean? That's good, man. Yeah. That's good because you know, because uh, uh, life, <laughs> you know, the life on parole. Think about that. I mean, but some people say, "Hey, just to be free, man, you know, I deal with that," you know. But yeah. um, but uh, if you're able to get off in three years, that'd be a blessing, and that means that God man. is. Good. Hey, look, it's some funny stuff. Funny stuff. I ain't been off of no supervision since like the sixth grade. Man, man, if I get off of this shit, man. I'm gonna do the Toyota kick. Because I'm going to be happy, man. <laughs> hey, you know, but you know, here's it. And that's why it's so, so, uh, it's a blessing to hear everybody's story, right? Because yeah. when we're on the streets, we see each other from a distance. What I mean by that from a distance that we don't know everything that's going on in an individual's life. And, right. you know, and homies go in and out of jail and prison and everything like that and so on. And I know, like, um, 
uh, with you when you when you sharing your story, man. It's like, man, I don't remember him being gone that long. We ran the streets, hung out in his house, and everything yeah. else. But like, but, yeah. uh, but I do remember all the time, you know that. Dustin, that's going. Oh, he get out in a couple of years. Dustin, he get out in eighteen months. Oh, Dustin, he get out in four years, five yeah. years. So that was happening, you know, and and it yeah. just that became a norm, right? You know, the the homie's gone yeah. for five years, six years. You know, we'll see him, and then you know, with the murders, folks started getting those fifteen to life and forty five, yeah. thirty five to life, and things like that. And now many, many, many of them are coming home, like including yourself. It's coming yeah, exactly. home. Now, I, I had thought like for some, I would never ever see again, right? And yeah. on the streets. And folks are getting out. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for people to understand, especially our black people, we got to get involved, you know, in the, with politics and the system to make sure we have the right people in power that's going to do the right thing. You know, so yeah. so with, with, with Governor Newsom, it was it's a good thing that he put a moratorium on the death penalty that, you know, uh, nobody had to die and things like that. He put this, he sent out this order where, uh, uh, guys uh, that that are fit to go home, let them go, and so on. If they, they have life and things like that, and so they're doing some things. But if you get the wrong kind of governor in there, they will try to yeah. roll back everything that we have. They'll close the door. You know, they'll close they the, door. the door. Closed. So we got to we got to pay attention to those kind of things because right now they're even trying to do a recall on on on, on, on what's his name Newsom. And so, yeah. you know, and if and the person that wants to get in to get in there, which is a mayor from San Diego, he don't care nothing about black people or nothing. Yeah. Uh, and he want to lock everybody up and, and bring and he brings slavery back if he could. And so we so those things we got to watch out for. So that's what what really doing this work, Cuckoo, from the perspective yeah. of, of gang and violence intervention and, and, and all of that and trying to help folks, you know, change their life around and things like that, that those that want to change. You know, that's what I found when you're trying to help folks is that it's a whole system that's up against you. And if we don't change the system, people can't get out or, or get out of the gang, get out of prison, whatever it is, and succeed like they need to succeed, right? So yeah. we got to stay on top of those things. Uh, uh, just a bill, I don't know if Curtis is still on, but, you know, just a bill that uh, he's, he's president of the chapter of All of Us or None here in San Diego headquarters up there where you are. Yeah, but exactly. um, they push forth a bill, right, that that yeah. now parolees, you know, uh, can can vote, right? Vote. They, you yeah, can vote exactly. while you're on parole. And so that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing. And so those yeah. are the kind of things. So make sure, take advantage of it, vote, find out who your politicians are, who's doing the right thing, what, what are their issues on criminal justice reform, what are the issues in empowering uh, 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 impoverished communities, especially black communities and so on, because we want to rise to power, empower our communities so we don't have these killings and shootings and different things. People start thinking differently than the way they think now. And and um, it's, yeah. it's so it's so important, man. So uh, um, see, any, like, go ahead, I, go ahead. Let me say, yeah, I would say this. Uh, see, I used to tell people this, man. The system try to do a population control on mm -hmm. my peoples. Mm -hmm. They start us off young, yep. right? And we're gonna talk about the black men. Mm -hmm. They put us in juvenile halls and youth authorities in prison, right? right. For all our whole fucking life. Mm -hmm. Excuse my language. Nope. It's a population control game. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like. If I lock him up young, he ain't going to be able to pr produce more of him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see, destroy his family thing. at the same time. Yeah, See, that's that's where the, a lot of young cats need to realize that. Right. They're going to take it away that you ain't even going to be able to have no seeds. Mm -hmm. You ain't even going to, your last name is not even going to happen no more after you. Mm -hmm. That's how long they try to keep motherfuckers, I mean, people in jail. Mm -hmm. My bad for the language. No, don't worry about but it, yeah, man. It's a, it's a, don't it's, worry about it's, it, man. It's most definitely... Uh, Population control, 
It's to humiliate all of us, mm -hmm. for sure. Amen. Amen. You know and, what I mean? Yeah. And, and Curtis, and, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I thought you was done. Go ahead, go, go, no, no go I was going to say, uh, 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 Brother Curtis, Curtis Howard, he said that it was Prop 17. Yeah, and, and all of us are none, you know, that he's the yeah. chapter president down here. And we, we're working on some things now, trying to, you know, get some bills passed, you know, with, with life without the possibility of parole, trying to change that around and things like that. Yeah. So the, because we know that our people are not treated fairly like everyone else, right? Yeah. And we got to change that. We got to change. We can't trust put our trust into the hands of the system. Look what they did to you. Year in, yeah. year out, the same thing, right? The same question, the same issue, why they won't let you go. You know what yeah. I mean? And let you out. And so and they'll use any excuse to somebody challenge it. And 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 then when it finally got challenged, they said, We gotta let you go. You should have been gone three years ago. And that's that's normally the way it happens and so on. So Yeah. So so my thing is 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 um any final words, especially to uh, our youngest journey, those that are watching, please share this. Uh, if you know someone that's young and, and is caught up in that lifestyle, they really need to, to hear these things. But I think it's more important what Cuckoo said in regards to the, 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 the ones that's trying to get their life together or have gotten their life together and still connected, right? Because that's where it's at, and they're the ones that they're going to listen to and respect, and those are the ones that can really go down and reach those youngsters and, pull, and, and throw them a lifeline and pull them out. And so it's very important for that. So they need to hear to share share this with with those folks so that they can hear this and get this. But any uh, closing or final words, uh, Cuckoo? Well, like I say, I wish what I went through on no one. And, and like I said, for the the cats that's still out there, that's even a little younger than us. Put it like that. They're old still, but they out there on the blocks. You yeah. know what I mean? As I call them, I call the old cats that's still hanging out on the blocks, and some might hate this, but I call them identifiers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they still hanging out with, 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 with them young cats, so you trying to point out people for them to get, mm -hmm. like like they dogs or something, sicking them on people. So you basically an identifier. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. When you're supposed to be actually out there teaching them young cats. You know what I mean? Let them young cats know what you go through. And then, like you said, I go off of this. Mm -hmm. We old enough to not care about you like me or not or how your, how my reputation going to look to you when I'm trying to help you out. Mm -hmm. Man, you're too old for that. Bro, I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. Oh, sister, I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. I ain't here for, to, for, to get accolades or to be like, you know, I'm a bad Mickey. No, mm -hmm. I'm here for you. I don't care about what you think about me, but this is what I'm trying to tell you what happened with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, the, the only final word that I had to say was population control, man. Amen, amen, amen. You know, and us not identifying and understanding trauma. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our little young cats, our little young cats that's out there on the blocks now that's still hanging out and stuff, man, they traumatized, man. Amen. You know what I mean? And you know, if they don't understand what I mean by that, Motherfucker, when you see a car drive by with their lights off, what you do? Mm-hmm. That's trauma. Yep. For you to even even respond in a way of ready to pull your gun out. Good and example. It's just a car that turned their lights out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All that shit is trauma. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Here, the, the, the backfire. <laughs> all, all that. All that. But, yeah. but, like I said, my thing is, man, we need to... I'm a, San Diego need to stop gangbanging. Amen. Period. That's it. It's That's Half it. of us is family, man. Thank you. Half Thank of you. us is straight up family. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean? So stop killing your family. Amen. How about that? Amen. And, and, and we I'll are just leave yeah, it at that. And we are kinsmen. We are family anyway. You know, we are yeah. especially black folks, we all of the same race, man. Came over here. Our ancestors came over here in boats and stuff, man. 
you know, and, and we got a little everything mixed in us, <laughs> you know, man, Native American, man. white, friend. Yeah, 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 exactly. A <laughs> little bit of everything. Our blood go all over the place. Uh, but, yes, man, uh, I appreciate that because I, I think it's really important for people to understand and the message get out there. You know, it, as we begin to have those conversations and be the elders and the examples, and it goes down to, like, those young homies that was right under us, and then it goes down to them right under them, and it goes to them right under them till it, it hits the streets to those that actually are out there still, that, that small percentage that's out there still, you know, putting in the work and doing, you know, yeah. crazy stuff out there that's destroying the community, destroying lives, destroying their own life and their family's life and probably end up dead or gone for the rest of their life. It can stop that. I mean, I believe that it's possible, right? All things are possible. It's possible that we can really uh, 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 bring a stop to all of this. But it takes everybody. It takes all of us yeah. to get to work. It takes parents, you know, to stop uh, encouraging your child in the game-banging lifestyle or turning a blind eye. And then as soon as they get killed or go to prison, then you're upset with the system and, and, and the world. And, and you didn't do nothing when you saw and you knew what they were doing. So we got to start speaking out. We got to start saying something. We got to start having dialogue and those conversations, right? And, and start <coughs> teaching our youngsters. And that's why the work that, that I'm doing with youngsters now, you know, we're, we're trying to teach them to think for themselves, right? Trying to get them, like you're talking about irresponsible thinking. We talk, we, we come from the perspective of responsible thinking, right? Versus irresponsible uh, behavior or criminal behavior. So we want to change the way they think, right? You know, because everything is based on your thoughts. If you can control that, be an independent thinker, then you can control, you can control your life and the decisions that you make and go in the direction that you want want to go in. I think this is the beginning of a conversation as far as with me and you and, and all the homies. Yeah. And, and um, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to have baby Kev on next week and then I got to get Curtis uh, the week. Hopefully me and Curtis, we got to talk, man, because I got to get you uh, on here too, uh, probably week after next. Cause I want it. I want, um, and then I want to get a panel of some youngsters, right? On yeah. a panel that either just got their lives together and maybe some that ain't. So we can have that conversation because it, it begins by having that conversation, bringing to the table, those that are impacted, right? And those that are right there involved. And let's have some conversations and getting our young people exposed to things that they've never been exposed to. Right. Because the only thing they're exposed to is 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 liquor and, and, and drugs and guns and violence and, and 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 crime and how to make money and do this and do that. But they don't realize like we we are normal people, really. You know, we cry and love our family and everything else, you know. And so we've got to get folks to focus on that. Uh, that's yes. for sure. So. <clears throat> so um, if uh, let me see if anybody I see uh, Bobby came on, Robert Woods came on, Robert Wood came on. Uh, he's Robert Wood says, uh, 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 Shorty Mac says, so happy to see him out. Um, let me see, I don't think no one else said anything. So if no one else said anything for sure, we're going to go ahead and, and, and clock on out of here. Um, uh, let's see how long we've been on an hour. So that's good enough. So yeah. we're going to go in and clock out, but we've got to bring you back, Cuckoo. And oh, yeah, um, sure, um, uh, I don't know when you come back to San Diego, when you can come visit, if you're going to come visit. <laughs> okay, look, I, hey, I can't come until I get off the road. Okay. They, they, one thing for sure that I noticed that they ain't playing with uh -huh. is me going to L.A. and San Diego. They didn't let me go to, they didn't let me go to Reno. They didn't let me go to Vegas, uh -huh. right? But they ain't letting me go down that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, what's your dad in L.A.? 
No, no, my other brother, Michael and them is all in L.A. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what John, yeah. I remember John, because I, I knew you, but I didn't know John and Curtis, all them, but then yeah, when yeah. when when something happened up there, they had to come to San Diego. You were talking about yeah. Uber stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. that's why I said, oh, man, you got some other brothers here. Uh, exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, it's like, you know, and then I'll go out with this note, too, though. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of our youth is growing up without their dads. Right, right. their dads is in jail. Right. right. So, you know, a lot of the little young brothers that's in the street, they grew up without a dad. So they've been hustling. They've been doing what they do to take care of their mamas, too. Right. You know what I mean? But it's going to take us that's out now to be the surrogate dads. That's it. We're going to have to be the cats that pull up on them and be like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Here, let me hug you. Thank some you. Some don't even know that. You know Thank what I'm saying? Thank you. Exactly. So we need to, to show them know. some love. It ain't even about Ex- beating them down, really. Just showing None them some that. love. You know what I mean? Build them up, man. Build Amen. them up. Man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Very good. Very good. All right. With that said, uh, we most definitely um, uh, 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 thank you, Cuckoo. And if I want you to stay on Cuckoo, I'm going to just sign us out on a couple right. of these things. So we thank all our Facebook, all those that are on Facebook that is watching. Oh, Clarence. Clarence Hayes. Um, he, said, <laughs> he said, keep it real with me. He said, keep it real with Bishop Bowser. And um, I'll... Uh, Aubra, he 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 spelled a little bit yeah. different, but Aubra, Cuckoo, McNeely. <laughs> so that's clear. <laughs> thank you, homie. And so, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and sign off on Facebook Live. We thank you all for coming on. And um, uh, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, we're going to uh, get Baby Kev to come up on here because he has another unique story, you know, going from the game banging to going to school and, and playing in the pros football, right? Yeah, I ain't seen that. Yeah. Well, I ain't seen that cat. I don't know how long. Bro. Yeah, yeah. It did come back. Doing this uh, summer breaks and all that, getting in fights and stuff. <laughs> so um, we're going to have him next week in, in the name of the Lord. And then I want to get uh, Curtis the week after that. All right. God bless you. We're going to go ahead and sign off here and stop this live stream on Facebook. God bless you. And we thank you for uh, tuning in on Shafat Outreach Podcast. And God bless you.